Ever since pandemic. This episode is brought to you by Mandalay Bay. Make sure you check out the brand new S-Bar, which is an upscale social space that combines a craft cocktail experience with a lush lounge ambiance. Drinks are fire. Lush lounge. I love that. Very good. Uh, The major weekends uh, in Las Vegas continue as the Grammys will be broadcasting live from MGM Grand April 3rd. Make sure to tune in to see how Vegas does award shows different than any other city. And if you have not seen Silk Sonic starring Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack, make sure to go Smoking get your tickets. Out the window. Yeah. yeah, make sure to get your Fire. tickets for the remaining shows in March and April. You might see us on stage. You might not. Uh, you probably won't. As always, come say what's up at our studio inside the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. See you guys soon. I have no. I don't know what day it is anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome home. This is the Residency Podcast. I am Jeff Tomasic with Drew Belcher and Low Raven. Bringing you the biggest guests and stories in entertainment, business, pop culture, and sports from our studio on the Las Vegas Strip. Inside the Mandalay Bay. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. You know the drill. Uh, we um, Major episode today for you guys. Big guest. Major episode again. Uh, he is the original rock star, rock star chef. He has won every culinary award imaginable, and you've seen his restaurants all over the world. Plus, he just opened his new hotel and restaurant in downtown Las Vegas. Todd English, welcome to the show, my hey, man. Hey, great to be here. Thanks, Jeff and Drew. And a big bruncher. Yeah. Loves brunch. Loves I, brunch on the weekends. Oh, you're a big brunch guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah of course. Oh, yeah, well, listen, we'll, you know, the, the day party is in now. The yeah. day party Bring it. Yeah. We both have kids, so we the day party is pretty much yeah. the only time where we thrive. Yeah, I had, right. I had to sneak out at last weekend to go to the, the brunch at the garden. I had yeah. to sneak out. <laughs> That's good, though. You know, every once in a while, you got to get out, you know, yeah. say, hey. Kids, dad's going out. Be I'm back out. In a bit, right? And Somebody's I came back it. just blasted. Yeah, as long as I can get back by 6 p.m. feeling right. right? I like that. I like I that. Know. I used to travel so much. My, my kids would go, mommy, mommy, there's a strange man in the house. I go, no, that's your father. He lives here. <laughs> he lives here. That's no, that's the guy. Yeah, that's the yeah. guy. It's a picture. Of, that's a picture of him on the wall. Stranger danger. Stranger danger. Yep. <laughs> just come in with a Slowly, slow <laughs> steps. Hello. Everyone remember me. <laughs> Voice recognition. Uh, <laughs> That's it. I love it. Well, look, yeah. well, thank you for coming on the show. We yes. appreciate you. Great to be on. This is a great setup. Like thank you. Here. Yeah, really nice. Todd's going to yeah. be a recurring guest now every single week. Hey, it's I'm easy. In. I'm in, baby. That's it. Let's go. Um, recipe of the week. Yes. Oh. Whatever that is, we got it. You just named it. <laughs> yeah, there That's, you go. That's the segment now. <laughs> there, there it is. is. 100%. Recipe has lots of different meanings, though. So we'll I, get I believe that's it. another show. Sprinkle of this, <laughs> sprinkle of that. Uh, all right, look, we're super curious sure, sure. about the past for a little bit. Oh, can you let us a know history lesson? Here? Yeah, a little history okay. Les- okay. lesson. What was the restaurant scene in the '80s and '90s like in the early <laughs> part of your career? How different was it than what it is now? Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I, um, you know, I was. You gave me that question uh, before I came here, and I've been sort of thinking about it along the way. And I think that, you know, my my basic answer is that it uh, obviously was a much um, Younger, greener, uh, more um, uh, innocent, I think, way of sort of uh, restaurant tours. We were, you know, it, when I got into this business, which was a long time ago, you know, and, and people said, you're going where? To chef school? And, and it was like, no Americans were going to chef school. There was one culinary school, or actually one and a half. Johnson & Wales had some, but it was the Culinary Institute of America. There was less than a thousand students. There was uh, a long um, uh, uh, waiting period to get in, and you okay. had to actually apply and try out to go in those days. Anyway, so what happened in the infancy of what happened in the change of restaurants in America? I mean, the first restaurants I worked in uh, in the early 80s or late 70s, even when I first started cooking, <laughs> makes me sound really old, but. <laughs> no, not <laughs> even. Not Come on. <laughs> but, you know, it was like. Steakhouses. It was very standard hotel food. There was not that much adventurous stuff, and it, you know. And I fortunately got involved with a, a chef that was uh, by the name of Jean Jacques Rachou in New York City. Um, literally, was lucky to get a job, and it was sort of the beginning of the, of the the new American revolution of cooking. There was a lot of American chefs, French chefs, teaching us to cook, beating the beating the heck out of us in the kitchen. Right. <laughs> you know, those the old the old sort of you know. It was not a school of hard knocks, let's just say. And and then so it 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 blossomed into us wanting to really develop the restaurant business. And so that innocence turned into ambition of creating what American restaurants became and are today. 
Um, and you know, you, you go from French laundry to, uh, um, you know, some of the cafes around the world and things, I mean, in the, in the States that are really about, um, local ingredients, local food, and what's changed in this kind of people that want quality and want something adventurous and want to have fun. And, and it became from just going out to eat to the entertainment business. Very you know, sure. The, ev- the evolution has been unreal. Yeah. And it really happened quickly. I mean, really fast. If you think about it, you know, in Europe, it went over hundreds of years, you know, here it was 20, 30 years, all not even 10 years. And all of a sudden, you know, restaurants were the place to be, bars, cool clubs, music. I mean, I remember we used to get a lot of, you know, one of the first things we did in Boston and when I opened in a neighborhood that was getting gentrified called Charlestown. And, um, and uh, we turned the music up loud. And we didn't allow smoking. And we did things that people would go, what? I can't, you know. And we had a party. It was a party. You know, it's sort of a fun environment. We changed the environment. People didn't understand, but they had such a good time. And it was such a successful restaurant because no one had ever done that, you know. So, and you see, that's the, you know, vibey places are very hip now. It seems so obvious now, yeah. but yeah. looking back then. Yeah, that's so. So I guess, you know, the basic line was very, it was there was a lot. There was a lot of camaraderie as well. Um, I think all you know the restaurateurs that I dealt with in Boston and New York and in the East Coast, everybody would be very you know uh, respectful and encouraging, and it was like we'd help each other out. So it was it was a it was great. I mean, it was a small community. Now, you know, the world's bigger. There's more chefs. There's more. You know, you look at the at how many musicians are out there now and playing. Sure. You know, it's the same thing in the chef world. There's a lot of amazing talent. A lot of young chefs. With lots of tattoos. Just right? <laughs> <laughs> like the tatted chefs that are now. Yeah, yeah, the are, full sleeves of pizza. And you shit, know, yeah. look, the Botagios, you know, who's one of my buddies, you know, and they're really cool and innovative and do great, great stuff. And uh, so it's exciting. You know, I find that, you know, food is our greatest democracy. And I think that the exciting thing for me in this business is that um, people, you know, it's a way, it brings everybody together. It really does. And, and it doesn't matter what generation. And now, you know, with the, the on, onslaught of social media, you know, I know we want, to, we want to talk about that. And the people know food and study it. And then, and so you can just go to, you know, what, I, you know, where's lychee from? Where are, or is it lychee or lychee? What do you call it? Where, you know, what's an heirloom tomato, heirloom uh, legume or something? And you can just go in two minutes, you have that information. Right. Even at your table. And so it's, it's, it's exciting. You know, I, I, I'm more encouraged about the business than ever now, you know, and pandemic was not an easy time, but I think that uh, there's a better appreciation for it now. Do you think people think going to culinary school is still as important now since, like you said, the access to information is so vast and quick? Yeah, I, you know, um, it's a great question. And I think that uh, there's many ways to look at it. I think probably in the sense of what culinary schools should be is really uh, a great foundation, but they don't need to be uh, maybe not as thorough in the sense that um, you need to be out there really working in the field. You need to really, I think there needs to be more of that pra- practical application as opposed to the, theologi- the, the theoretical, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, idea of actually, you know, just going to a class and you don't really learn what what it's really about. I mean, you think about my class, there's there's a ply system in the culinary. And really, I looked at my, the alma mater, my alma mater, because no one in my class is still in the business. Oh, wow. And I graduated a long time ago. (laughs) But, but it's like there, it's so that's, it, it's, it's, there's, so that tells you how hard it is. And a lot of people don't survive it. Sure. Because it's just, it's ours. It's grueling. (laughs) It's brutal. You You get the crap kicked out of you sometimes. And, and you got to come back and go, okay, lick your wounds and come back and do it again because you got to love what you do and to do it. Well, obviously, you yeah. know, you, you had a I couple of successes it. along the way. <laughs> you know, I've had my yeah. I've had a few ups and downs along the way, but I mean, that's how it is, you know. Um, I still believe in taking chances, you know, and and I think that you you got to do that, you know, and say, okay, I'm going to open a hotel in an area of the town that, well, <laughs> you know, is it up and coming? Is it not? But I'm going to take that chance, and we did. So I love that. Yeah. What's, so after all these years, like you said, going to culinary yeah. school, all the trials and tribulations, the roller coaster of just a madness industry. Yeah. What's one thing you would tell young Todd English? <laughs> Great question. Um, uh, 
I probably would say be more patient. <laughs> you know, Fair. I think I think that you know it, it, when you're. I opened my first restaurant. I was 27 years old. Um, it's and uh, I, you know, it was a time when I was like, okay, let's, I, you know, I'm gonna go for it. Let me just see what I can do. And and um, and everything I tried to do was so fast, you know. And as opposed to slowing down a little bit and taking in the 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 process a little bit more, as opposed to like rushing ahead to the next thing, because I think sometimes. You know, it just in a create when you're in a creative mode, that's what happens, and you forget that you need to focus on this and then move to the next and move to the next. That's probably what I would say to. Me, also, to when you're child. young, you want it all and you want it now, and you want it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, Especially when you get a taste of success, right? Yeah, it's like, you, okay, what's next? All right. More. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, all right. I'm already bored with that. Let's yeah, go. Yeah. Build it on. <laughs> next. Pile it on. Pile it on. This city. That city. This restaurant. That go. restaurant. I mean, at one point, I had. Almost sixty, right? Fifty-eight restaurants in my career, which were either d- management deals, partnerships. But I was—I mean, I would travel so much that that I mean. And then I had my uh, uh, my travel, uh, my food trip travel show, which I right. Would, so I was doing uh, fifteen to twenty-six, twenty-seven episodes a year, which would take you know two in, in a week. We could film two episodes, so do the math on that i was gone so i mean that's how i was doing hsn home shopping network every other every other month so i was on going down for a i weekend. heard the home shopping network brand it was unreal like <laughs> massive we cr- yeah it was it was great great run for for about <laughs> 10 years we crushed it so i did it for 18 years uh and um i actually moved to evine after hsn was sold to uh qbc but you know I, we're still talking to them about going back on but you know it was it was it was wild it's it's a wild thing. Yeah. <laughs> how do sell. you how do you look after that many different restaurants and concepts and numerous different concepts yeah. at once without all hell just going to shit? Yeah, that's hard. It's hard. I, I mean, I am not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have, we, we we have two jobs. And we're yeah. just like she's yeah. trying to juggle the podcast yeah. and everything. I mean, obviously, you have to have a really good team around you, and I, and that was one of the things that and this, when I talk about the community of what I do, and one of the things I love is. Uh, bringing up young talent or recognizing younger talents, you know, and um, and so I got a lot as much satisfaction out of building restaurants that were um, about, you know, something that I dreamt up, whatever, the, like the pub at Aria, whatever those kind of whatever the concept was. And then bringing up young chefs that would, you know, watching them grow, watching yeah. them win James Beard Awards, watch them win cooking awards, whatever it was, watch them get on, asked to do television shows or morning shows. That to me was actually, you know, if there's a legacy of anything that I do, that's really one of them. Sure. Besides my children. But sure. That's certainly, because it's cool, you know, I think it's cool to, to see that, you know, when they come at you and they have, they're bright eyed and they want to learn and they're like, you know, and then, and then they mature and grow and then you go, wow, you're kicking ass, man. Yeah. That's and you crazy. had a play in that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. The mentoring part is pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, like you said, how much you have to have an absolute monster team and be confident yeah. in them if you're yeah. going to have that many restaurants across that many cities yeah. and countries. Yeah. How yeah. involved are you after a restaurant's open and operating for a while? Right. How, how involved are you really right. with uh, with yeah, the restaurant? You know, very, very much so. You know, very much on like on a on a pretty regular basis. You yeah. Know? I mean, I have to. You have to be there. You have to make sure that. Um, Standards are yeah, where standards they- are high. It was meetings, you know, and and today and, and this is before there was any any uh, uh, you know the, the the way we communicate now, like Zoom now, sure, sure, FaceTime, yeah, and that we wasn't it wasn't it didn't exist. Group you know? chats, you yeah. couldn't just take a photo on your phone when I was you know when I first started. It is, sounds insane. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds it, nuts. It, it does. I mean, isn't it strange? It wasn't that long ago. It I really mean, <laughs> wasn't, to be honest. I mean, we were we saw the the original iPhone launch, and we we're just like, yeah. "What is this?" I don't know. How, I don't know if I could live without I, it at this. I point. remember the guy that started House of Blues. So I was working with him, Isaac Tigrett. He was. I don't know if you know that name, but he started Hard Rock Cafe anyway years ago. And I remember we were walking around one day in Hollywood because I helped him open up the House of Blues in L.A. I helped him with all their. Uh, that was part of our portfolio. I helped sure. him with the foundation room and the menus. Anyway, so long story short, he says, "Hey man," because he was a very visionary. He goes, "Hey man, we're, one day we're going to be walking around with these these 
gadgets and, and, and it's going to be our phone. It's going to be our music. We're going to order on them. We're going to put a book flights on them. We're going to book hotel rooms. I'm like, nah, man. That seems <laughs> <crazy>. ridiculous. <laughs> Stick to House of Blues, man. Yeah, I know. Here we are. So. It's it's outrageous. Well, yeah. so speaking of that, so what do you think about social media now? How's yeah. it, that it's how has it changed the landscape of restaurants yeah. in your opinion? Yeah. God, there's a, there's many different facets to that the answer to that question, okay? One, I I love the immediacy, the the satisfaction of it. I probably I try not to be a an Instagram junkie, but I am somewhat. And I scrolling I'm, a little I'm bit? scrolling and looking food at in places all over the world. I go, damn, that's amazing. Why didn't I think of that? Or, wow, that's a great inspiration. This is what I can do to make right. it my own or whatever it is. I love that part. Um, I think that uh, it is, where I find the downfall in it is that we get Instagram chefs. Yep. Okay. And that, um, whereas you can go on and learn music, you can do all sorts of things, learn languages, you can travel around the world on your phone now. And with food, there's still you need to have the backbone on how to cook. You can't just look at a picture on an Instagram and go, okay, I'm going to make Might this. recreate this. Yeah, I'm not going to recreate that. Okay, I can recreate it and make it look as pretty, but does it have the foundation? And that's where I get concerned. As a chef with a lot of younger chefs, what I try to teach them is foundation. I mean, I'll say things to them like, you know, do you know how to make bouillabaisse? No chef, I've never made it. I go, okay, do you know what a sauce American is? And these things that you would never know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, we don't have a clue about any of that. <laughs> but you way. don't have to. Yeah. But as a chef. That's why I pay your restaurants. <laughs> yeah, know? but I mean, so these are basic. There's basic knife cuts. There's certain things that um, in, the, in, a, in the sense of the discipline of a culinary discipline. And I don't necessarily think that we need to stick to all those rules because I like being able to mix and match. And, you know, it used to be, uh, we call it... Um, Fusion confusion food, you know, which is food that you mix things up and no one knew why and it made no sense. And, you know, so you're putting donuts with, you know, I don't know, soy sauce or whatever it is. And you're like, whoa, oh, hey, whoa. whoa, what is that? You know, but now, but if you have knowledge about food, and you have knowledge about ingredients and you have this, you know, encyclopedia of understanding food, which is what people need now. So I like Instagram and I like the ability to go to the Internet and get an immediate answer. There's stuff that I don't know. I mean. You know, I always say I got my master's in food and in my PhD, I'll be learning the rest of my life about right. food. And then you can go and quickly, oh, that's what that is. Oh, that's how you do that. Okay. Now I get the the uh, the nuances of what that is and now I can, okay, and apply it to what I'm doing. That's where I want the chefs to do. I don't want them just to make, look at a pretty picture and go, this is what I'm going to create. They need to understand how to get there and the steps and the process. That's really important uh, in anything. You know, I think in... in, in you look at the music world, you look at the art world, you can't just, just paint a picture and go, oh, I'm, I'm an artist now, you know? You'd be surprised. <laughs> I mean, I, you're right. Okay, well, yeah, you'd be, you're right. And, and I'm not saying that... It happens so fast, though. Like you said, someone yeah. can go on the internet really quick yeah. and overnight may have not had the years of foundation of the basics yeah. and then just so happens to whip up an audition. It goes viral or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah, no, absolutely. Celebrities. Look at uh, what's yeah. going on now. But, you know, I like the ability to go and reference it and go, right. oh, wow, that's cool because... You know, it used to be that we go to a library. I mean, oh, you know, what's what's the library? My kids don't know what a library is. And you go like, oh, you know, but in a library, but you have that reference on your phone now. Now you can go and say, okay, oh, okay, this ingredient, that ingredient, this is what it tastes like. This is where it came from. And this is how I'm going to mix and match it. Now that's great. So that instant, so if you're educating yourself along the way, I'm 100% for it. And that's the most important thing as opposed to, uh, I'm going to be a TV star. I'm going to be a big chef. You know, and and everybody and, and that's the wrong reason to get in this business, right? And I, I that I discourage that. A lot of people do it for the wrong reasons. The right reason is you got to. One of the first questions I ask young chefs. We teamed up with the Hero Company for an amazing cause. Wounded veterans are battling PTSD right now, and with all that they have sacrificed, you can now give back to them. When you purchase the Hero Company Survival Paracord Bracelet. You're helping fund the training of service dogs that are given to wounded veterans at no cost to them. Pretty sick. It's a life-changing gift and a tangible way to make an impact. Go support the cause and get 20% off with the code DOGS20 at HeroCompany.co. Is that D-O-G-S? 
D-O-G-S 20. Let's go. And I always ask him when I, I don't interview everybody, but I, I go, let me ask, let me ask them, what do you love to cook? Do you love to cook? What does cooking mean to you? Where do you get it from? Right. Is it in your heart? Because if it's not in your heart, chances are you're not going to really reach your full potential. Reach like, do you do you... this at home when no one's around, there's no yeah. cameras, no nothing, no one to impress, you just have to make yourself something incredible. Right. right. Or what do you cook for yourself at home? Well, I never cook for myself at home, chef. I go, why? Like, I go to the market and I go, wow, I see something really cool. <clears throat> and and I go, oh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to cook this. I want to figure out how to do it. So I, you know, I because it's a constant it's it's a craft too. Like, and if, if you don't practice your craft, you know, and, and people say, ask me, do I still cook? I go, I still cook all the freaking time because as much as I possibly can. Because I hate the fact that I'll go. And I remember when I started first opening all my restaurants, I would, I would not cook for three weeks or four weeks at a time, and then I'd be like, I want to cook, you know, and I want, I, I miss it. Yeah, I miss. Just and doing the, the business part, the show, yeah, the showy I, stuff. I miss, I miss burning my hands. I miss cutting my fingers. I miss going. To, I miss the, <laughs> yeah, the pain and that's agony. That's crazy. Yeah, of I love that. Cooking. Yeah. <laughs> so what are you cooking at home? <laughs> I do. You know, it's like I. Okay, for example, uh, I went to International Market, and okay. I don't know if you've ever been to International Market. One of my favorite places because you just wander around and you get, and it has all these weird, bizarre ingredients from all over the world. Okay. Um. So I've been playing around with. Mediterranean seafood, uh, bizarre seafood, anguillas from Spain, which is a little baby uh, eel, and you mix it. All right. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And they're we'll eat it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's, it looks like spaghetti when you eat them, but then they have eyes and they look back at you, and we you toss them in garlic and we put them on we we put them on sashimi we we, I mean I mean on on, on sushi nigiri I mean so. We mix it around in the sense that I try to figure out ways of using the, those ingredients. So I'll just play with it at home. Um, just get a random idea and just yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, different ways just to even do cacio e pepe, which is a great dish, but different pasta cuts, um, uh, different ways of handling tomatoes. You sure. know, simple things along the way. I'm always. I mean, I've been. I got a very. I get. I get hooked on things. So uh, one of the things like I. I actually did on Martha Stewart once. She had me come on. We did actual true bouillabaisse from start to finish. Okay. And it took that whole half an hour of the show. <laughs> and we went from one end of the set. It's actually on YouTube. It's pretty funny to watch. But Go check that out, guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, <laughs> you may need to smoke some before you watch yeah. it, but that's all right. We can um, also do that. Yeah. 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 Martha Stewart condones that as well. It's okay. It, 100%. She's in the business now. Yeah. She and Snoop Dogg, right? Yeah, let's yeah. go. By the way, the funniest show in the world <laughs> to watch Snoop the best. and Martha. Oh, my God. You got to get them on. Get them on this show. I would love to have Martha Stewart and or Snoop Dogg. We'll even bring a portable cooking setup. <laughs> let's go. We'll change beyond, the studio. beyond funny. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. That's, you know, let's just... I, Cooking everything. I mean, I, oh, and the like dashi, I mean dashi, or you know miso soup. I mean, I get I get hooked on all these things. I have I have fifteen different misos, you know, a red or yellow, whichever one, a fermented one, and and I'll play around with different flavors, and so that that's what I love, you know, and and you know my poor girlfriend is like. Do I have to try another one? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, babe, you have to, and you right, have babe. to love it. Yeah, it's better than it's better than like my wife, who has a husband who doesn't cook anything, or, or I cook the core basics, right? Just the very, I got very about basic. three items: a burger, <laughs> yeah. some fried rice, there and like go. some chicken. Yeah, you're, good. <laughs> you're better than me, yeah. that's for sure. Well, back to back yeah. to the internet, real quick. Yeah, what's your opinion on Yelp? Um, uh, Yelp has gone through different phases of when they started, and I think that. Uh, Yelp is very important. Um, you know, 90% of the time it is a true thing, you know, and I think it's good. I mean, it's a good thing. You gotta, you gotta, gotta listen to it. Uh, because, you know, there's always one or two people that will Yelp you and just because whatever reason they had a bad sure, day. Sure, they had a bad day. <laughs> Maybe they did have a bad experience. It's happened. You know, I mean, we can't be perfect every day. Um, and so you listen to it. Yeah, I 100% use the tool. Yeah, I think it's good. 
Yeah, so, I use it too. Like, I'm not a big mm-hmm. Yelper, like yeah. leaving reviews. But yeah. if I venture out to a new city, I think the platform still yeah. reigns supreme yeah. when looking for new spots to eat at or dine or just information in general. Yeah. So yeah. I do agree with you. Yeah, 100%. My, my only issue with Yelp is I feel like, and I, I, we've talked about this before because I made fun of my wife because she's a chronic. She looks at Yelp all the time, but she never leaves reviews. Yeah. And that's what one of the things that does bother me is that a lot, of, I think a lot of people digest the information quite a bit, but never put any. Right. Like they have, they have a great experience, they don't tell anyone. Yeah. But then they judge a, a venue or a restaurant or, or ba- whatever, based on everybody based else. Based on everyone else's <laughs> reviews. But they don't. But they don't. When they when something yeah. is really great to them, they also don't provide it in there, which yeah. I always find interesting. And I'm guilty of that as well. Yeah. Like whenever I have. Well, you just said that, Drew. You said yeah. you barely, rarely. Yeah. I, I'm guilty of that as well. Well, so. when pe- people go into a place, they're expecting yeah. great experience. Yeah. So when they get the great experience, like, okay, that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I don't need to tell everyone about it because I went in here expecting yeah. it to be great and it wasn't. It's when someone was expecting yeah. something to be great well, and it think wasn't. Think about it. So, you know, back when I first started, it used to be the, the, the food critic of that city. Sure, sure. You know, and it was like Mimi Sheridan or Craig Claiborne, whoever was in New York, New York Times. They made or break restaurants. They, they made. They really they, did, yeah. It was a made, made or break restaurants. And then it would be. If they were in the dining dining room, or sometimes you didn't know that you know that I can't remember was it Thursdays that the review came out. I think Thursdays the days it came out back in the day, and that was like we would run to the newsstand at midnight to find the review, you know, and it would be like you would be like happy or you know Crushed. the worst few days of your life yeah. after that. And you just hope that nobody read it. <laughs> and, but everyone read it. But everyone, and everyone thousands read it. And thousands of people read it. And, and then if it was a great review, your restaurant was, you couldn't get a reservation. It was yeah. packed, you know. And so that was what you'd shoot for, you know. But, you know, that was another era. And now, you know, there's so many different opinions about restaurants. But social media still encourages word of mouth. Sure. So For sure. And people will, uh, will you know, We'll say, you know, we still, I still look at our our reviews. I look at people write our social media. We have our social media team. They look all the time. You know, what is it good? Was it bad? You know, we need to answer this person. Maybe they, so, so there is a sort of a great line of communication if you have to. But you know, it's still yeah, I guess you always get feedback. Yeah. Yeah, you're always, always going to. It's just the yeah. modern day word of mouth to where back in the day you told, you know, five to 10 people about your experience. Yeah. And now, if you have a hundred thousand followers on Instagram now, you're direct to consumer at a hundred thousand yeah. people. I mean, we, I just did a big influencer dinner for David Dobrik. Okay, okay, wow, and, that's and, yeah, and top of the top. And, yeah, yeah, in in LA. Yeah, so I was at David Dobrik's house, and yeah. we cooked for all the influencers, you know, which is all in the new world to me. But I mean, I understand it, and it's amazing, like how much response. And these are five and ten and twenty million dollars, million million followers. I mean. Yeah, and they make a lot of money too, twenty million dollars a year. Yeah. yeah, but but it's crazy, you know. And it's like that's the world we live in. So it's either you either fight it or you don't. You gotta you gotta live with it. And I like it. I like it because it's a great way to tap into something that you may not ever get to tap into. Sure, you know. And you gotta be hyper aware of it. You gotta be able to uh, react to it. Get people to. You know, and go. Okay, I'm ready. Let's go. Let's For sure. Yeah. I think you can also be highly rewarded by, it. like you said, the when the critic who was vitally important yeah. in the past in L.A. or New York or wherever gave you a good or bad review, it, yeah. it shifted the the tide of your restaurant. Mm-hmm. Or now, is you have someone right. who come in and has a great time and puts it on right. on their social media, unbeknownst and and like mm-hmm. you know not hired just organically, right. it can change the dynamic of your restaurant. Right. People just go nuts for it. So yeah. you can be rewarded for having really great product <laughs> yeah. all the time. You know. Which is, I yeah. think, a positive. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, and, and the the thing about the the restaurant, it's still about what you what you produce. You know, and, and I think there's an authenticity that's still there. That, yeah. You know, and, and a realness. People want it sure. more than ever, and I think that that experience, giving them an authentic experience, one in a, you know as authentic as you can, will always resonate and always serve you well. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. If you're putting out good stuff, people will like yeah. it. Um, let's go. Let's let's throw it back again. You were the first ever U.S. Iron Chef. Yeah. That show was an absolute phenomenon. <laughs> yeah. It was that was cool. at that period of time on TV. Iron Chef was yeah. the biggest, yeah. hands down, the biggest. Yeah. Can you tell us about that experience <laughs> a little bit? Well, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool because the first the first show we the first episodes we did were here in, in Vegas at the MGM. Oh wow. Yeah. 
in the really? Ar- that's where it filmed? Yeah, in the arena. Sick. MGM Arena. Okay. We had like 10,000 people in the stands. Like a lo- live audience? Live audience. Oh, wow. Yeah. We had, I remember them telling you there's 17 or 8, it was some specific number like that. Or 27 cameras. That was the number. 27 cameras. And it was a lipstick camera, stuff that was, was not really being used a lot. So things, they watch you from every angle. Um, the Grand Poobah was uh, uh, Shatner. <laughs> which yeah, was, right. Yeah. <laughs> which he was so good at it. And uh, it, was, it was a trip. It was so much fun, and I did a number of episodes, and it was, you know, and I, I was a kid. I played a lot of sports, but it was that kind of feeling. Right. You had butterflies in your stomach when you went on stage. It was full-on competition, and you never you never realized how fast an hour goes, you know, until I'm with you guys on set, too. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> dragging and dragging and dragging. No, no, it's going great. Bring Shatner back. Bring Shatner back. No, I'm kidding. It's, yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, it was fun. And then um, the USA didn't hold on to it, and off it went to the Food Network. Yeah. And, uh, the rest is history. But I had a good time while I did it. It was fun. It was and, so epic. Yeah. That whole situation because the, just the competition in general, the people yeah. that you were going against was. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was serious. And then uh, because of that, I got invited to Israel, and a couple other big countries that had that same comp- competition. So I went. I went and represented USA. Oh, you did the, the couple in, of the in Israel ones. and in uh, uh, where else did I go? Uh, I think Denmark. Anyway, they had this the show, right? And I, and I, uh, yeah. So uh, I represented well. Dude, let's go. <laughs> Iron Chef USA versus Iron Chef Denmark. Come on, <laughs> come on. Uh, did that? Do you think that helped? I mean, that that catapult your career a lot. That Iron Chef, like I, stigma. I, because it felt like that was such a reputable, yeah. Well, it just it, it had just come from from Japan, Japan. And, and it would, and it was getting popular. People would watch it because it was just so weird. And the one in Japan, I mean, yeah, it, it was, but but entertaining. It's, it's super entertaining because you know it was very dramatic, <laughs> very Japanese. You know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> and it would be dun, like, dun, dun. I think you it's too salty here, and too. That was great. It'd be like, be awesome. And then the <laughs> judges were great, and the and the I forget what I just call them the Grand Poobah, but I forget who they were. But the the, the, the host of the show, and, right? And uh, it's like start the competition, you know. And it was very dramatic. It was and, very flourish. Yeah, it was, good. it was great. So, um, and um, so I think certainly, you know, I think it, you know, there's a certain time when you go, okay, well, you know, when you're known locally, and then all of a sudden you kind of get recognized on a national or an international level, and that's that's been the wildest thing for me is when. When I travel international now, is to be recognized, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is pretty wild. Yeah, it is crazy, but it can transcend a lot. Do you like cooking on TV? Do you like that? I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, God, there's got to yeah. be so much pressure. Yeah, I could never. Yeah, but you know, I, you know, I, it, I think I just if you do it so much, you know, I've been doing it for so long, you know, a long time, and uh, I mean, I. I had okay. I get for example. I love golf. I don't really like golf, but I love golf. You know, and I'm, I'm I'm decent at it. I'm not great because I haven't spent as much time as I should. But I went and played. I got invited to do the Ryder Cup Pro Am. Okay. So this is with Bill Murray and yeah, yeah, and yeah, Kelly Slater and all these like you know uh, Kurt Russell and like cool. <laughs> and uh, anyway, I, we're on the first tee. There's ten thousand people watching. And Roy uh, McElroy is there, and he go and standing next to me, and he goes, he looks at me, he goes, "Hey, mate, are, are you nervous?" <laughs> fuck yeah, I'm nervous. Yeah, man. man. <laughs> what the fuck do you think? <laughs> you know? And, and, I, and he goes, he goes, "Yeah, hey, I get nervous too sometimes." I go, "You get nervous?" He goes, <laughs> he goes, "Here," he gives me a sip of his tequila. He goes, "Go get a take a swig." <laughs> and how was your tee shot? <laughs> I got off the tee. There, there we go. go. Hey, there, there, were people, there were people lined up on both sides. So I just, I was just like, I don't want to kill anybody. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's either a fairway or a headshot. <laughs> I don't know what's more nerve wracking, <laughs> golfing or cooking in front of 10,000 people. <laughs> well, also people on both sides too. I mean, I'm known to slice one and my slice is a fucking gnarly yeah. slice. Yeah, I'm, I'm dome shotting someone. Well, for golf sure. is more dangerous for other people for sure. <laughs> cooking is just yourself. Right. You could cut your finger off. Yeah. That's it's fun. only you. <laughs> that's only you. That poor lady. Who's gonna get one in the jaw? That's right. tough. That's right. I that's know. different. That's, that's different. So, 
But my, I was making the correlation. With the, those guys, even they get nervous. They get nervous. I yeah. get nervous. Sure, you get a little nervous, but you know, you when out of reputation, you do it so much. Yeah, you know, it gets easier over they're time. They're like, look at them. They play. They hit the ball in front of millions of people on TV. You know, and I, I, I think about that. I think, how could they, how could they do that? Yeah, they've been doing it forever. <laughs> yeah. If you're getting paid to do something, you better be able to do it well. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, exactly. So. Mostly because you know, in every other sport, <laughs> yeah. everyone's trying to make noise to mess you up. Yeah. But in golf, it's the exact opposite. Oh, Everyone just silences you and stares yeah. at you. Yeah. And so I feel like that silence is eerie. You know, whenever you've seen like golf, yeah, it would be person. better if everybody was just screaming, yeah, and really screaming crazy. at you. You know, <laughs> hey, yeah. that make you feel more. Comfortable. I never really thought about, it, but yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Tell me your real opinion so I can focus. You know, I don't want you to be silent because I know you're thinking something. No, because then you just it gets into your head, and yeah. golf is yeah. all about getting into your head. <laughs> Someone say something. It's the hardest <laughs> game too. It's the absolute hardest game. Yeah, oh, it's the worst. So speaking of reality TV, you almost had a show with your family, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. Did that yeah. never happen? Why did that never happen? Yeah, they came to Bravo, came to me pretty he- heavy, hard on. And I, you know, it was the beginning of the Kardashian. I you know, I didn't know what it was. And I just, right. the last thing I felt was, you know, do I really want to expose my family to that? Sure. I mean, we kind of shot a half a day. And I'm like, this is not going. I, no, no. It just, it was just, um, the, the, for whatever reason, I said, no, I don't think, what do I want to expose my family, you know, and then what if it, you know, blunders the first series and then right. all of a sudden you're kind of a laughing sock of, I, I didn't think they it was, bad. yeah, so I didn't think it was the right timing to do it. You know, I mean, I've been approached to do something now um, uh, for one of the other big networks and, and. You know, I said, look, if I have 100% control over this. Sure, that's sure. what it is. Yeah, right? that's what you the need. network can just cut yeah. and paste. Yeah, and then, you know, it's, it's all about the editing. Exactly. Of course. Just make it you know, do whatever as you, you want. Know. So I just want to make sure you edit this show right. Yeah, oh, we're, you know it. You know it. We're coming in here. You got all the bleeps. I, I think I dropped an F-bomb. We're, we're, we're going to edit that out. So he's, he's, he's just, he's, he's just going to say, I, I could have been the Kardashians. <laughs> what about TikTok? Are you on TikTok at all? Uh, I'm beginning to do it. You should yeah. get on TikTok yeah. and stay consistent on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, I'm working on it. My social media is working so on it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a team that works on it. Yeah. Good, good. So, um, the Kardashian. Yeah. Well, I, you know. wishes. <laughs> I mean, look at the how. Yeah, and I don't. Mean, I'm not to compare myself to them, but I'm just saying that you know, it wasn't really a, a known. Right. Sure. It, no one knew. No one knew. No what one knew. Reality was, and I was. I looked at it as like, you know, holy fuck. Sure. Yeah. Do that. What yeah. am I doing that for? <laughs> I it, yeah. I could see that. I honestly, yeah. we've talked about it before, especially we've had yeah. some other people who were on reality shows yeah. and just. Something that I, I'm okay with being in front of the camera. We both yeah. are, yeah, right? obviously. But yeah. my wife absolutely hates it. Yeah, like she would never do a reality show. We try to do a family YouTube channel, and just didn't go anywhere <laughs> either, you know. And like she just, she how just, many you have kids? I did. We have yeah. one daughter. One daughter. Yeah. yeah. And we just it just didn't work. So she's not into it, right? So I could see how that dynamic. And like yeah. you said, if you don't have 100 percent control. All of a sudden, you think, "Oh, that pretty web went pretty well," right, and yeah. then you see the they episode. flip it. They control the narrative. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's terrible. Yeah, so. I, I can, I can one hundred percent see that. Well, yeah. what, it must be incredible, by the way, your daughter, yeah, being in the food industry as well. Yeah, I, 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 I try not to encourage it. Yeah, <laughs> but tough choice. Yeah, tough choice. She went to NYU. She graduated, you know, at at uh, uh, this. Uh, School of Independent Studies there, and um, she did really well. And then she she got a her first job was with um, working with uh, uh, one of the food magazines. Cool. She went from there to Williams Sonoma, and has never looked back. And now she's their youngest director of culinary, and she's the culinary director. Huge. So, Love so that. It's, she loves it, and she's yeah. super talented. She's far more talented than me, and so she's got she's got it all. And she does all their on-camera stuff. So I'm obviously proud Papa talking now. But there you go. <laughs> you have some credit. Take a little bit. Three to five percent. That's about it. <laughs> that's, all that's all I, I want. That's all, all I get. Yeah. That's all she'd give me, too. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's I'm, okay that. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. All right. All right. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. yeah. You know, we're cooking events. Dad, get out of the kitchen. I got it. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm leaving. All right. I got it. I'll be over having a beer at the bar. I'm <laughs> out of here. Is that hard for you to, to, to watch people and want to, like, get behind and do something? Is it hard for all you? All the time. Yeah, is it hard for like to look, I, you know, when I'm over at people's houses, you know, and they're, I see them struggling, <laughs> I kind of just, 
ease my way in. Yeah, you want to throw the towel over your shoulder and, and get busy. Before you know it, I'm making food with Just them. Side step, right? <laughs> Everyone out. Fuck out of the way. Everyone out. Clear yeah. some space. I'd never do that to you guys, though. Don't worry. Appreciate that. <laughs> oh, please don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely trash. I'll just tell you now. Yeah. I'll just come cook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I won't even bother in there 100%. Well, people ask me that question. What is it like when you go over to other people's houses to eat? I go, it's fine. I don't, I don't, as long as it's a good bottle of wine or a bottle of whatever, you know, I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just care. get me messed up a little bit. You know, <laughs> so don't judge your food too hard. That's fine. That's, That's fine. fine. Yeah. I'd love, I'd love a Thailandish wine night one. That oh, would we, be we fantastic. Can we can do it. Come, That's fantastic. Or come, come to the Pepper Club, the new one we do. There so, we go. So, and then we'll do a sake night. It'd be fun. Also, we, so, we also sake. love sake. Yeah. Who doesn't love? I love sake. Well, we're actually going to start brewing our own sake here. Really? No shit. First, first sake brewed in Las Vegas, baby. Really? Is it really? Yeah. yeah. Down That's at, super cool. Down at, well, you know, they have the beer, the brewery road. Yeah, yeah right so there. Neon uh, Brewery is there, one of our investors in the hotel. So we, we're going to start. <clears throat> we have a sake master coming from Japan. And we're going to do our own sake. So sake Las Vegas. That'll be amazing. <laughs> sake to me. Sake to me. Sake. I love that. Let's go. I will beer bong yeah. a whole bottle of sake. Whatever yeah. you guys need for some content. So, by the way, sake is my most favorite drunk like i'm really? so happy yeah i don't know why like i don't I get hung over i feel really good i i really like it it can go down fast i like i can taste the difference between cold them. or hot cold 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 yeah, yeah, cold. Cold. yeah, 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 yeah cold yeah good okay yeah me too i we'll have a sake night that's See, i don't think i've had that many drunk sake nights to where i can put it in a category not like yeah thinking, you know i meant just like you know like you're feeling good like oh yeah, it makes you wine. feel good yeah, yeah it does it, it, feel it does good. it's like a happier version and it, it's actually you know in the technical sense it has more nuances than wine so it actually is more compatible with the food than wine. Is wow. Actually, okay. technically, I wouldn't know. I'm still learning because I don't get it totally, but I right. figure I keep drinking. People ask me, how do you learn about wine? Well, you drink a lot of it. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> practice. How do you know so much? Damn practice, <laughs> people. <laughs> I care about my trade. I care about That's my trade. Another bottle I, to the table. <laughs> I yeah. need to know about that it's section of Bordeaux. Yes. One more time. Give me Bring that another one, please. <laughs> Just... What were you doing last night? Research and development. <laughs> yeah. It, that's sorry. it. That's exactly. Yeah. Hopefully you remember most of it. How do you think? <laughs> I was taking notes. That's, that's how I know. Oh, right. That's it. Take, I I was, now you can take photos and they have wine searcher now on your phone. Yep. So you just take a photo oh, the, of, it, of the label. And It'll pull it, it up. And, the, and it records what you, you drink and you can take notes. Good, bad, Ooh, I like thumbs that. up, thumbs up, thumbs, thumbs, thumbs yeah. down. So yeah, it's it's strategy. It's a good yeah. Then way. you can prove it was work. See, yeah. I entered something in here. It's a write off at that point. Yes, <laughs> wrote it off. Business right. expense. It's a write off. Uh, let's talk about Vegas. The down the downtown Vegas. So, so I, yeah. you just opened the English Hotel. Yeah. So yeah. guys, go check it out. Yeah. And the Pepper Club, which is the restaurant inside. How yeah. do these concepts end up in downtown Las Vegas? Well, I I had you know I guess uh, Tony Shea was a good buddy of mine, okay. and he sort of in, was encouraging me to look at places down there with him uh, as he was building his portfolio down there, and um, and I came across this opportunity <laughs> at the hotel, and unfortunately it was already after he passed, but uh, or but dur during the time that he you know, you yeah know, was, uh, yeah and, and and so I never had the opportunity to tell him. You know, I'm, I'm opening this hotel because we were kind of still cutting the deal. And here we are, you know, and I I just during pandemic, my girlfriend and I, we lived in the uh, uh, Turnberry Towers when, okay. I, when, I, yeah. when I first just moved out here. Okay? So I like it was like, OK, I'm 30 years in New York. Let me see how Vegas is. <laughs> and I've been coming out here anyway. So, so right. A lot because C brought me out here in 98. So I'm like, OK, let me try this. And. So what we would do is we do coffee at the Vesta Coffee or one of the coffee. There's a bunch of good coffee bars down there, and walk around, walk my little dog, my pandemic dog, which is Pepper, by the way, is the name. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's named after your dog? Yes. Love that, absolutely. The fuck dog has a restaurant. Let's go. I love Let's that. Go. Yeah, everybody goes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and I go. Yeah, well, here's Pepper. Anyway, um, and so uh, uh, anyway, long long story short, I just love the air. I just. I guess I've always sort of gone into areas where I you could just feel them turn it turning, and I've just always had this spidey sense nose. Sometimes I've been good, most of the time, you know, I've 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 gotten you know uh, pretty good about that. And I've, I felt like this was just an area that is it's you know there's only so much real estate. Yep. And Vegas is going to come back. Vegas isn't going anywhere. New York's not going anywhere. You know those. Yeah. You know, Vegas has to survive. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who said Vegas is dead is just an idiot. They yeah, just don't I know. Mean, yeah. I, I, yeah, exactly. And, and a lot of people said that. Too big I, to fail, it. guys. I was like, there is way too much investment. There is way much too yeah. much going on here. And and 
people are going to still want to go have fun yep. <laughs> or gamble or do of course. And all the shows are here. And, you know, what I've learned about Vegas and being here is that there's so much incredible talent, you know, not only just from the entertainment standpoint, but also culinary talent. You know, if you go to Spring Mountain Road, which we did a lot during <laughs> pandemic to take out or whatever, but, you know, holy cow, this is the biggest and maybe one of the best Chinatowns in the country. It really is. You know, or Asian communities. Yep. And so, um, and, you, and, and it almost seems like every time we go there, you discover a new one. There's so many little, so yeah, many. little tiny pockets. Yeah. What, how did you decide that you wanted to transition from to a whole entire hotel? I always wanted to do a hotel, <laughs> uh, just because I'd been worked in, I'd had so many relationships with hotels, and I'd spent so much time in hotels. Yeah. You know, I mean, and when I had, you know, 58 restaurants and I travel around the world, I'd probably be in hotels, you know, 220 days a year, right? Maybe more. And so, um. I don't know. It goes back to my infatuation with buying Park Place on the Monopoly board. Sure. I think. Yeah. <laughs> and always wanting to put a hotel on it. You know, once you put your hotels on it, that's it. <laughs> so maybe it came from that. I don't know. But, I mean, it makes sense the transition over yeah. time after you open up, open up 50, yeah. 60 restaurants. Yeah. yeah might as yeah. well build the building around the restaurant, exactly. too. Exactly. Do you have your own room there? Uh, I, I don't yet. Wow. But yeah. But, you know, I mean, I do have a room. Sure. Let's sure. Say. I always. God, the guy yeah. can't get it. Oh, room. you can it's absolutely a, probably I get a room. The, the, the dog people. gets a restaurant, you know, give the guy a room. Come on. I know people. Yeah. <laughs> got a guy. Yeah, I got a guy. You got a guy. Just let me know. You need <laughs> we're we're going to come in and have a night. He needs a vacation. Sure. Let me know. There you go. Um, well, we're by the way, love the addition to downtown. Obviously, yeah. we've all big been big fans of downtown, yeah. and we've seen the evolution yeah. over the years, which has been unreal. Arch District in particular. It's came a long way in the five mm. years, and it's still so early, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I, I think it's going to fill up pretty quick. And I think that people um, are going to really start noticing it, and you know, and I, and I love the I love the local bend to it because nobody, nobody people outside of here don't really understand don't. the community. It's all understand locals. That there's a huge a huge group of really nice people actually because most people are in the hospitality right. business here or entertainment, and usually, typically, those kind of you know us kind of people us i can speak for all of us are pretty cool people pretty nice yeah. about being generous you know about being about their community about being having fun being with their friends very gregarious you know that's kind of the type of personality that lives here and so when you look at downtown or admit or the arts district it, it's gotta there's got to be more places to go you know than Summerlin. you know and i think that's great i think what they have there is great and you know i was at the uh at the uh at the farmer's market last weekend it's spectacular you yeah know? and um but i think there's going to be a lot more of that and i think that community is such a huge thing that we promote and that's what i love about the arts district is creating community so that's and i love community because community is what supports you you know and and through and, and when we opened olives at bellagio we had so many local patrons and that was the one thing we did we took only you know if you had a 702 area code you got a special reservation you nice. have a special number that you yeah. call. Interesting. You know, and, and that's how we built that local community. And we get great people coming for lunch. You know, we had the we had the West Valet there. It was easy to park. Yeah. You didn't have to go buy the you know, Main the slot machines yeah. and then ding 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 ding. Sure, ding, sure. Ding. <laughs> I mean one of the most iconic restaurants spread across <laughs> numerous cities probably of all time. Yeah, Paulus. <laughs> we did well for a long it time. It was a yeah. solid run. Solid yeah. run. Yeah. And then you know, that was such a great I mean Steve Wynn and Elaine, they were amazing to to me as a and I mean that was my first restaurant outside of yeah. Boston. Yeah. And um and it was such a great you know, it was great. I mean, it was so funny because I would get calls, you know, at two in the morning. Steve had just left the restaurant, you know, and I'd be on the East Coast. I'd see the ring and I go, Hey, oh my God, Steve, what's up? He goes, Todd. Your gnocchi suck tonight. I go, oh my god, are you kidding me? He goes, I'm just fucking with you, <laughs> fucking Steve oh Wynn. Is that great? So that's the kind of guy he was. Yeah. He was this, and he goes, oh, you're doing great here. You, you know, thanks so much. And, that, and then you go, click. Talk, talk to you later. Bye. So, bye. Go back to bed. I, later. I sometimes not even bye. Yeah. <laughs> just thanks. That was it. I just want to rag on you for a couple seconds. Bye. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. Get, just to get the, got nothing else to say. Just to rhyme, I'd be up for another two hours like, <sighs> pants. That was close. Just heart draws <laughs> in the chest. Your gnocchi sucked. It's like, oh, I'm going to go shit. double check that gnocchi. Though. <laughs> I call the chest. Did they have a good time? Yeah.
So that's some funny times. Speaking of that, I mean, do you ha- you had restaurants in Vegas for years? Do you have like an all time <laughs> Vegas story that we need to hear? Because I feel like you have to, or a few. You can tell them all. Gosh, uh, you know, um, we did a wedding once where Elvis took over the whole. They, they did Elvis, and it was the whole this whole bride, bridal party on our patio. Um, and uh, that was that was interesting. I, let's see. I'm just trying to think of some fun things that happened that were, uh, you know, I mean, look, just the, the idea that's that we would have these incredible inter- these incredible celebrities that would come in. Elvis All, Presley, yeah, every, come every on. night, every night there would be somebody that would come in, and uh, uh, so that was that's probably the biggest, the coolest things. You know, one night it'd be Michael Jordan and Wayne Gretzky in the restaurant. Come on, <laughs> the like, two oh, goats, <laughs> big goats, you know. So th- that's the kind of things that happened. You just got yeah. used to it over time. Yeah, I mean, you get used to it, you know. Then I opened up, one of the restaurants I opened up for him was at the Mirage, and Siegfried and Roy would come into the restaurant every night, and I would cook them dinner, you know, during the time. And they were pretty, they were very nice, sweet guys, you know. They once brought in a little baby. Come on, a, a tiger? Casual just brought in a tiger? Brought one for me to pet, yeah, into the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> a little baby, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like. Vegas, baby. Yeah, where else does that happen? Right? Never, nowhere. <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's classic. Cool. That is pretty cool. Um, do you ever, do you have a like biggest funniest disaster that's ever happened in a kitchen while you were there? <laughs> I was trying to think about that. Yeah, you know, there's always. I think every night there's a disaster. Sure, there. sure. <laughs> Just how you deal with it. Um, you know, um, I think that um, uh, you know we've had. Um, uh, Numerous things that happened in dining rooms. <laughs> you know, once it's like uh, we had uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd in one night with a bunch of guys in Harley jackets, and they sat at a table. And it was the night they were voting for Mont- for uh, Quebec to be secede from Canada. Okay. <laughs> and uh, he had a couple bottles of wine. He got up on the table, and and uh, it was like a skit on Saturday Night Live, and he sang the Canadian national anthem. And the restaurant went. This is before social media because I would have been on Instagram everywhere. But he right. was just like everybody stood up and applauded and went up and hugged him and <laughs> I fived him. And damn, the restaurant damn, was damn. packed. It was the most incredible night. Oh my god! So um, yeah, those those are the kind of things I you know. There's always something that happens in the kitchen that's crazy, but nothing that is you know. To me, it's all normal. Sure, sure. <laughs> so nothing that's like yeah, out, right. Yeah, that, that would say, oh my god, this is the biggest. That's, that's crazy. You know, I had a couple of fires in the kitchen. That's happened over the years. Casual, <laughs> yeah, casual, that casual. Um, so we had this discussion earlier because Drew and I had been in and out of the restaurant industry for a very long time yeah. as well. What, what, in your opinion, what makes a successful restaurant? Um, you know, there's there's no one formula. It's like you don't have this powder right. that you just put on it. But I think, and in, 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 I think I, I go back to that that word authenticity, and that you really, you know, you've got to have uh, all those things that that lead to what is going to happen in a restaurant. So meaning the front of the house has to be with the back house, who has to encourage it. it has to be the right concept. You have to serve the right food. You got to have the right music. You got to have the right ambiance. Uh, but there's, I, I I go back to that one thing is. You know, is that restaurant, um, you got to be a little crazy. You know, it's got to be something that's a little bit different, a little bit more uh, adventurous. And people go, oh, my God, this is something so cool. And it has to have a little edge, you know, and that edge is always something that I talk to about people that make it better than what, you know, make it different, make it better, make it something that hasn't been seen before or has been seen but done in a different way, right. in a better way. Uh, there's no one thing that makes it special it's it's very hard to you know i if i said there was i don't know if there's any restaurateur that could tell you that or chef that say there's one reason is because i made the best <clears throat> soup l'oignon no yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's half yeah. that's half the battle sure <laughs> the other half is did this did it get out there on time but did the server make it right did it taste good you know all those things so I mean, we've seen we've seen plenty of restaurants with amazing food that have not lasted i'm sure you've seen so many restaurants, countless restaurants with incredible yeah, food that yeah. just happened. There was an time. article in New York about you know, there's one year was like I don't know six or seven three star review restaurants went out of business, and why? You know, it's it, and no one could really put their finger on it. You know, it's hard to it's hard to say, but you know, were they not fun? 
I don't know. You know, I, I do think that if I was going to also say one thing that it, people have to leave a restaurant saying I had a great time. It yeah. was fun. Sure. Sure. Yep. They don't. They're not going to come back. No. You know, and that's it. And I think that is. It's, it's a simple thing. But what does that mean? You know, because you got and nowadays is how do you make everybody feel even that more special, which is another hard thing to do. But that's it's very, you know, there's there's some reservation systems and things that will you can you can use now that will send out special messages to people and make them feel. And you can do that now. You sure. Can communicate sure. Yeah. With people. And that's a super important thing. So we used to actually do <clears throat> something in the restaurants where I had cards. Again, this is pre social media. And um, we have every wait, every every person on the wait staff <clears throat> fill out a card and send it to their guests. Thank you for coming. Oh they'd wow! Have, they'd have to do five a night each room, so it'd be you know six servers, thirty eighty cards. You know, it adds up, and everybody would be like it was a handwritten note. Wow! We paid for the stamps, we paid for everything, but they had to say thank you, Mr. And Mrs. Jones, for coming in. Hope you had a good time. Hope you enjoyed your blah blah blah. I love onion, that onion soup. Yeah, <laughs> that so, goes a long way, though. Goes, You'd be surprised. It really does. And handwritten. It, that's yeah. the biggest part, too. Because yeah. you know, the- I, there's those small. You know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but there's one restaurant that I went to one time that I'll remember forever, and it was b- because of the smallest thing that made no impact on on like the overarching theme of it. But in the valet, when I got back in, they had a a box with a bow in it. That said, thank you for coming with like a biscotti from the restaurant in valet. By the way, that has nuts. I'm allergic to nuts. Couldn't even yeah. eat it. <laughs> but I've never forgot that in my entire yeah. life. Yeah. Like, hey, thank you for yeah. coming. And here's this box or whatever. And with a note that said, thank that's you on great. it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a simple thing. It's a small thing. It really thing. is. The yeah. smallest thing. Yeah. It's the nuances, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Um, speaking of stars, which is more impactful for a chef, Michelin stars or the James Beard Awards? Um, you know, that's uh, they have different meanings. Sure. Uh, but they're both super impactful. Uh, you know, I got, I, I, so I won the first ever Rising Star Award in 1990. That was the first year of the James Beard, James Beard Awards. And it changed my life. It literally changed my life. All of a sudden, I'm getting invited to, cook on yachts to cook here to cook all over the world to open restaurants all over the world and it was one award one night james beard award so um sometimes michelin stars are uh i won't say not authentic but sometimes they are uh positioned in a way because if you follow a certain guideline you get a certain amount of stars you got know? it um, so I think I, 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 I'm finding that there's think there's other ones out there like 50 Pellegrino restaurants. Now there's other ones out there that are kind of almost more impactful hmm. that will pack your restaurant. Sure. So uh, you look at Mas, Massimo Batura in, uh, uh, in Italy and, in, in uh, Modena, he's got a restaurant there, uh, Osteria Francesca and it's, you know, forget getting a reservation, right? There was, there was a restaurant, um, uh, uh, I mean, there's been so many over the years, you know, but like that's the type of that, those kind of awards are, you know, I mean, again, you're only serving 30, 60 people a night. Sure. You know? So, sure. you know, what are the chances of getting in? And those special moments are great. So I think, you know, they're both equally impactful, but then just in a little bit different ways. I think from the standpoint of James Beard Awards, that's more about the chef and about the, the actual chef and the Michelin is about the restaurant. Got it. No. That makes sense. No. Do you like the Michelin system? I mean, I do. I think, you know, I I, I think that Michelin um, has its uh, quirks. Um, and, you know, the problem with the Michelin system is there's just a certain amount of people that go around and, and rate you, you know, as opposed to James Beard Awards are your, are your actual counterparts, your colleagues in the business that vote for you. Right. So that's a different thing. So, you know, when you... Uh, when you're getting, you know, I vote every year for the James Beard. They asked me to to review the chefs and review, and we put in our vote for best Northeast, best New York, and that's how it works. And so, um, uh, Michelin is, you've got a group of people that go around, and give their and give opinions. their 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 hopeful opinion. Now, is it always the right opinion? 
Who knows? Right. Maybe it's jaded, you know. So what what is the qualifications of being someone who rates a Michelin star? Yeah, do restaurant? you have to be like culinary trained? <laughs> Owner, operator, restaurant. Do you like? I I don't know. I don't know. Could like yeah. we just go around and just give <laughs> yeah, Michelin yeah. stars yeah. out? Just yeah, 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 star, like, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. They gave me a little box of biscotti. That's yeah, fuck. Like, I'm <laughs> allergic to nuts. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah, I, they almost killed me, but <laughs> hey, yeah, <laughs> they gotta have that epipen in my yeah. Life. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's true. That's, that's wild. Yeah, that's interesting. Did I? Because I, I don't know that answer either. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. Well, they have to have a certain qualification, but you know, you're sort of voted in and. You know, I, I don't, I don't know all the, you know, it's a fraternity of its own. You can buy some of that, but you can't, you know, sure, sure, right. uh, But and I, I still think it's there is a certain intensity that you have to operate at to in order to even be considered in that. Sure, you know. So I don't think we qualify. We do not qualify. (laughs) Probably not. Uh, Uh, Maybe you know, if there were Michelin stars for chicken wings, yes. I could probably fuck that up too. <laughs> You'd be surprised. By the way, I bet You'd you be that's, surprised. That sounds like a huge business, by the way. Yeah, come on. 100%. I'm telling you. Yeah, I was, yeah, I mean. 100%. There's, there's, there, it's, see, that's the thing. My my point is, there could, if a good hot dog, you should have a good Michelin star. If it's good, why yeah. not? Right? I mean, if it's fucking I, awesome. Gay porno, I did it for pizzas. Every other <laughs> yeah, category okay. could do it, yeah. you know? Yeah. Uh, is there a dish you have not mastered yet? God, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of them. <laughs> um, there's uh, this. I had this once in Italy, and I couldn't. I still haven't figured it out. It was this sort of souffled omelet stuffed with artichokes that I, I to me, has baffled me. That it was so perfect. And so it's such a simple thing, you know, and I've never made the noodles by hand, by the Chinese noodles. <laughs> by them. I've not mastered those yet. Okay. You we can take a trip it, to Chinatown and yeah, get, yeah, get into so, some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, so I'm working on that. But, you know, there's little... Little things like that. Um, I, there's probably so many dishes I, you know, yeah. that I, I'm sure that, you know, because how can you have cooked everything around course, the world? Sure. You know, I mean, when I did my food trip show, you know, uh, I would go to these remote places and, and I would be like, maybe I don't want to cook that again. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I, episode. I, I, We're like, out. I uh, sauteed beehive. Okay. We that, are fucking that out. Tastes, that tasted like crap. Call that a day. No, thank you. I don't want to have to ever eat that. How about bamboo worms fried? Okay. Maybe a bamboo. Sounds horrible. <laughs> I'm not going to eat a bamboo worm. Sounds horrible. <laughs> yeah. Some of that stuff's pretty. Yeah. What is the most exotic thing that you've had to eat? Yeah. That, that's always a good question. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've, I, what did I eat? I've eaten some weird stuff in Africa. Like I have eaten, uh, you know, a lot of game. Um, I ate, uh, but you know, still, still one of the things that I still have to choke down. <laughs> and uh, and I have a restaurant in the Philippines, and it's called Bulu. Balut, I yeah. had that shit. Uh, what is it? Uh, go ahead, chef. Yeah, ahead. That, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> so it's unborn, unhatched bird chicken so the inside is still a little bird and they boil it and you eat it and it's kind of bones and juice juice yeah. and beak and it's crunchy i mean the sales pitch is <laughs> i'm on it it's yeah. like a duck embryo and they where love did it you, where did you have this at full house barbecue do they do uh, it here? Is, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, they do it on special request. Yeah, on special but they request. do it. It's but like I, a casual but I guess in the Philippines they have like these people walking around with backpacks full yeah. of just these balut, these duck eggs, and they're big. Yeah, yeah. you know, and they just they like crack yeah. them open. Duck, them in, yeah, on the they street. do duck and chicken. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Wow, and it was just I couldn't do it. And mine had like a little baby beak and shit. I, I couldn't yeah. do it, chef. Yeah. It was sketch. Yeah. I'm I'm surprised that you even know. Oh yeah. I mean, well, yeah. that's the only reason I know is because I went there and my friend who was Filipino was like, "Hey man, let's get some balut." And I was like, "Fuck yeah, order the balut." Yeah. Never again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask for a follow up question. Never again. Can I have a description, please. <laughs> but I ate it all, and I had to eat it holding my breath, chewing and just swallowing, <laughs> just to not make them feel bad. Yeah, just to be a part of the. Well, company. you asked for it. Yeah. Remember, you did. That ask is for true. It. I did. I said, "Yeah, go ahead and order it." <laughs> yeah. There you go. It happens. Uh, yeah. Is there what's one dish that you think should be banned from restaurants forever? Um, Jesus, there's uh, what should be banned? Um, I would say, uh, well, you know, I, 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 I get. I this is where I get sort of off on things. Why, why 
it happens a lot. Restaurants will find a dish and then they repeat it over and over. And and because it need, it's a necessary evil, like I love it actually, but I'm just you, you, get, you see it all over the world. Avocado toast is okay. one of those things. I'm like I, I'm in I'm in you know backwoods China, you know buying my cookware from wherever, and I'm like, oh my god, there's avocado toast on the menu. <laughs> You know, like, how's this possible? How is this possible? So, as yeah, I, I need my seventeen dollar avocado because toast. it's Damn the most it, basic you know? item. And they could, they, they put yeah. avocado toast in it. Like, oh, <laughs> you just swi- slice it, slice it real pretty. Throw some bacon crumbles and a little feta on top. Seventeen bucks, sir. Hey, yeah, that's you. it. Eighteen ninety nine. See ya. There's got to be a replacement for that someday. That is, avocado toast is like the most like internet millennial made fun of product yeah. ever that that we created. I agree with it. Yeah. Um, it depends where you're from, because you have to say it the right way. Avocado. Yeah. Avocado. Otukovo. Right? There, there you go. From. And then they know. Uh, I want, last question. Sure. How did you get into THC-infused products? <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I, I was always fascinated with it. I mean, I felt like, you know, you go back to my college days. <laughs> right. Sure. Then. Same. Same. <laughs> and, um... And I was just, we, we used to play around with it. And even in, in culinary school and, you know, uh, and I would be like, hmm, this is something interesting here. And then as I studied it, um, I realized uh, my sister went through breast cancer uh, and didn't, didn't passed away. But we used, to, I started to cook with it to get help, help her. And, uh, and I realized, you know what? I want to do this because I think there's some incredible medicinal stuff. And as I studied it more and more. It was more about the medicinal side of it. And then I realized that now there's the recreational side. And I think that in a lot of ways, it probably is better than alcohol for us. Because if you study it, you know, if you're going to go down that road, there are a lot of benefits from it. So that's how I got into it. So I saw that your brand, it's called The Leaf, right? Last Leaf. Last Leaf. Yeah. And it's THC infused mac and cheese is one of them? Yeah. It looks yeah. incredible. I need some. Uh, we're gonna, I, we're I, gonna get I, some. I need to bring you some. I'm sorry I didn't bring you. I'll get you some. Yeah, it, it looks know, incredible. I was at Planet 13 yesterday, just wandering around, looking around. I had never been in that place. It's huge, right? It's like it, Disneyland. It's Disneyland of all of weed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, and it was amazing. <laughs> and I was like, but you know what? I realized is there's no savory cannabis infused food there. Very, very, very little. I think it's I saw they're all gummies and, and stuff like chocolate, oh, gummies, and, and, and mac- I saw macaroons, and I saw. Uh, uh, we see PC that you know things yeah. like that, and um, the way we we talk about it is um, with Last Leaf, and you you can uh, you can go to our uh, our our Instagram, we do, and we have also and also if you buy it, we have a uh, 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 a, a QR code that you can go to, and we have recipes to pull up recipes that I've cooked. So you can add lobster to it. You can add sauce. You can add all sorts of things to it. Broccoli, THC lobster mac. Perfect. Yeah. Come on, perfect. Oh, man, it's a it's a great night at a, it's a great night at home with the perfect. kids. Perfect, absolutely. <laughs> oh, with the kids, absolutely. <laughs> I need something yes. I to do with the little yeah. monster. You know what I mean? THC lobster and, mac. Let's and go. And on that note, one of the cool things that has happened is St. Jude Hospital has approached us to to help their kids too. Oh wow! Especially the more terminally ill kids. So, That's amazing. Yeah, so we've been very encouraged by that. So. Uh, so there's, you know, there's two sides of it, the recreational side, but there's also the medicinal side and and the health side, the healthy, healthy things that come out of it. And I think a lot of people are really discovering that. So it's good. Do you, do you see a THC Todd English restaurant down the road one day? It could happen. Drop an exclusive news here on the residency podcast. Jeff, thank you Thanks, so much Jeff, for coming on. This is amazing. Great. Guys, if you were in Las Vegas, the English Hotel, the Pepper Club just opened downtown. Thank Todd you. English restaurants all over the world. You know how it is. Yeah, we don't forget the Beast you. at Area 15 and all of the Beast. Virgin Hotel. Yeah, yeah the Beast at Area the 15 Beast. is sick. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you as always at the Residency Pod. We'll see you next week. Later.